Hello, I'm Rebecca, the founder of Trio, and welcome to Pep Talks with Trio. Trio is the leading solution for workplaces to support their people during every life transition, from starting a family to retiring, and every life event in between. On Pep Talks with Trio, we chat to our expert partners for advice on how to best navigate these common, complex, and often messy life stages that happen during our working career. Keep listening as we connect the dots between life and work with the simple aim of education and empowerment. After all, life happens at work. Today on Pep Talks with Trio, we're speaking with Lisa Saunders, nutritional food and health coach and co-owner of Own Your Health Collective. We're going to be discussing perimenopause and menopause in the workplace. Lisa, welcome. Thanks. Uh, welcome. Thank you very much to say welcome, Rebecca. But uh, thank you very much for having me, Rebecca. It's okay. great. Look, we've already done a part one on this um, topic, so that will be linked in the comments below. Um, but for anyone that hasn't uh, listened to part one yet, could you please tell us a little bit about yourself and the work that you do? Sure. Well, as you mentioned, I'm a nutritional health coach and I co-own um, Own Your Health Collective and we work with various workplaces. We work with individuals, but we also work with uh, various workplaces um, to ensure that uh, or help them ensure that health and well-being becomes a key focus so their people and businesses can thrive. Great. So we're going to go straight in to the crux of this problem or this issue or this topic. Why is menopause or perimenopause a workplace issue? Okay, well, I love talking about this, so I'll try and keep it short and sweet. But the numbers of women experiencing menopause are likely to exceed 1 billion globally by 2025. So that's only three years away. So it really And that's is a huge to, number. <laughs> I know. It's it's enormous, isn't it, right? So it's very much a it's very much a natural life phase um, that we really need to normalize within the workplace. So we're finding through some research that um, 83% of women are feeling that their menopause symptoms are negatively impacting their work mm -hmm. and more than half confirmed that they wanted to leave or take a break from the workforce and 60% confirmed that there was a real lack of support from their workplace. So it's, a re it's an issue because women want to stay in the workplace. They want to keep working. You know, a lot of them are returning and they're ready to keep going, um, you know, and working into their 60s. They, that's what they want to be doing. They're, a lot of them have had a, a bit of a break, whether it be, you know, looking after children or parents, elderly parents, and they're back in there and they want to thrive in it. And then what happens is it collides with this very, very normal physiological stage of life mm. um, and they will experience some symptoms be, be they a few or many that they need to be able to have that support they're not looking to workplaces to have the solutions mm. they they look for the solutions themselves but they need to be able to have support so they could navigate this time of life and still be able to work and contribute to a workplace and from an employer point of view well that would just ring bells for me because I, you know, I've got these people that are working in my business. Um, I've trained them up. They've got the knowledge. If I lose them, what kind of impact, financial impact, does that mean to me? So it's very much a workplace issue. It, it absolutely is. And many things pop into my head when you're discussing that. Um, you know, we need women to work because well, women want to work for a start. But, you know, from a, you know, that women want to keep investing into their super, you know, that's a key issue. 
organizations yeah. you know and have some purpose and meaning to their everyday you know we do, it's not just a financial reason that women want to work um but from a workplace consideration we're currently in a huge talent shortage at the moment we um organizations yeah. are committed to retaining their people and you know not just from a gender and diversity perspective but also you need to have women in leadership pipelines for the future generation to see that you know this is an organization that i can learn from and grow within so there there is multiple reasons um i see even just from a commercial business perspective why it is critical that we start normalizing the way um, you know, menopause is treated at work and finding ways for organizations to support their people. But I'm guessing it's that they're, that it requires that level of understanding and education, doesn't it? Because, you know, yes. it's it's not spoken about commonly outside of work. You know, many people don't, in, our, in episode one, you know, our first episode together, we established that people don't even realize that they're in the perimenopause phase. Um, so it's, you know, the, the narrative around this and the conversations are beginning to happen. How can we take that into the workplace um, and start raising awareness um, and then the compassion, empathy and understanding around it? Then what can workplaces do to, you know, start helping women going through this phase? Yeah, good question. So um, I think, you know, you've, you've hit on it there. There's, there is a taboo around not talking about it. Um, and I think that, you know, a lot of workplaces will say, well, how do we start? And it really is as basic as just starting the conversation, like so many other taboo topics that we've seen before. it. I mean, you think about mental health previously, that was not even spoken about. And now, you know, we're talking about it quite openly. We're supporting people. And look, even, you know, it's the same thing. Like, we, you know, if if a, an employer comes into work and says, you know, I've been diagnosed with cancer, terrible, horrible thing. And the first thing that an employer at a workplace will do, will go, okay, well, how can we support you, mm-hmm. you know, with the kind of things that you need to do through navigating this time? And it's the same with menopause. So I think just starting the conversation, and that can be, really depends on the company. So we've worked with companies that go, yeah, we want to just go all out, have a big workshop and have a real education around it. And then there'll be some that want to tread lightly, maybe do a few little focus groups, a questionnaire and see where that goes. So there is a real um, understanding here around everyone will want to do it differently. But the main Mm. thing is that they're starting the conversation. Which is most Um, important. That's the most important Mm. thing. So whatever it looks like or how it looks like, that's the really most important thing. And I think, um, you know, there's a number of ways you can do it. You can do it through an audit. You can do it through a questionnaire. You can, um, you know, do it through a program. We uh, we can run a program over six months where we might drop a video and some, um, you know, other resources, have some breakout groups or coaching um, through a six-month program, uh, process um, or you might just start with a workshop and see where that goes and then you might actually, um, the workplace might think, you know, this is actually a bigger topic than what we realised and some people actually put up their hand and say, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not coping, well, we'll provide some group coaching or one-on-one coaching. So it looks very different for everyone. As far as how to support women in the workplace as well, it can be things like, um, you know, having a, a meeting room where they could just go to if they're having a particularly not great day when they've come to work and, 
you know, there's no, it's no secret that women experience hot flushes through this. So, you know, is it around uh, having some, you know, that you can get these beautiful neck, cooling neck uh, pillows that they can have in the freezer at work? And on the flip side of that, there's some women that don't want to also be singled out because, you know, I don't want to be the one that says, oh, what's that pillow around your neck, right? Yeah. I get that. So, so it could be that, you know, there's a three-pronged approach that we look at is that the support in the workplace, you know, individual meeting rooms, climate-controlled rooms, whatever that be, quiet areas, um, or staying at home and working from home. So it doesn't mean they can't do their job. It's just, you know, at that particular time they're having symptoms that are pretty, pretty full-on and mm -hmm. I think I'd be better off working at home during this time. And then there's, you know, there's the third-pronged approach where there's actual, you know, specifically that actually helps women take some leave off if they're not feeling well. But in all of this, there's also education around managers and employers around how do they support and talk um, and work with these people or these women that are experiencing the symptoms. And we know that men, for example, are saying they want to, they'll, they'll hold off having a conversation with a female employee that they pretty much are sure are going through this, you know, this phase of life because they don't know much about it. They're not educated. So, you know, if we were actually, you know, going into workplaces and educating men and women, because there are, you know, there could be younger women that are managers to older women yeah. and they have no idea about it because, you know, don't get me started on the education in schools because there's no education around this time of life, you know. Yeah. Um, and we're lucky to get any proper menstrual health training as well. So, you know, that that education for managers to be able to approach their um, their workers, their employees, mm -hmm. is really paramount here. And there's actually a really good article um, I posted on LinkedIn a little while ago, but it was a case study effectively of a company that had taken on menopause training mm -hmm. and they couldn't believe the change that it had, been, had made around the workplace actually, you know, talking about it more, um, younger, younger children, younger employees in their workplace understanding it and having a real empathy for the older women that are going through it and also for, for the males just understanding that their mother, their sister, their wife, um, their auntie, whoever, going through it, they could also, you know, actually help them through this phase of life because they knew more about what they were going through. Well, there's a lot of power in being able to empathize, isn't it? But you can't yeah. empathize with something that you don't know anything about or that, you know, you don't understand. And I love that concept of, you know, educating and support within the workplace. You know, we have a menopause journey and, um, you know, they are employee led and the employee can add in their manager. And that's heavily encouraged because that ability to empathize and understand is going to make the, that employee's experience through this phase, which could be a number of years, mm. you know, completely different. And so yeah. the role on effect in terms of how people perceive that workplace so that, you know, sort of the way employees are treated has such a positive ripple effect throughout the workplace, but also empowers the manager because they now know what should I say? What shouldn't I say? What can I offer? How can I support? Mm. And that's a great position to be in as a manager or people leader. You know, when when you do have um, women going through this phase, because you don't want to lose them. You know, and if no. it's just a simple case of okay, look at this, you know, during this period or this week or however it works, work from home, and it's completely normalised and accepted. And we know that we can do the working from home. Well, exactly. Well and truly, you know. Yeah. Um, 
and that's the biggest thing. I think that's been a real, you know, mindset change, mindset change. And, and just, you know, we've had all this training on mental health. Mm. We've had all this training on parental and maternity leave that's very freely, you know, readily accepted now. Um, we just need to have the training on that. And I, I just wanted to, I've got three statistics in my mind here. Mm. It's menopausal women are the fastest growing workforce demographic um, over the coming decade, global estimates suggest that 47 million women over the coming decade will enter different stages annually. That just blows me away. Um, one in 10 women leave the workforce. So there was, um, and that's in Australia, and in the UK there was another report showing that 900,000 women quit their job in 2019 due to menopause issues, um, and research by Bupa also confirms this. And um, the, the last thing I want to share is that the perception is that menopause is an old woman's issue. It's not an old woman's issue. It's a whole, every woman's issue and every mm. male issue because, um, you know, one in 100 in the UK experience early menopause before the age of 40. And where this translates is that, you know, we're actively trying to retain women, um, suitably qualified women, in middle to senior level um, positions within companies, and we just can't do that. You know, there's I don't know whether the connection's being made, but um, if we don't have the support for women at this life that can, you know, give them so many symptoms that affects, you know, different things of how they're working, um, then we're really at a loss to be able to, you know, to retain those women at that point in their, in their lives and, you know, within the workforce. It's really critical, isn't it? Because those are huge numbers, mm. you know, and we talk about this when we talk about parenting and parental leave. It's not a women's issue. It is everyone's issue. That's right. You know, and organisations can't afford to have that significant drop off within their business. You know, we are in a talent short market right now. And, you know, the way women need to be treated through this phase isn't you know it's not prohibitive to, to a, a positive happy functioning working environment you know it, it's not difficult to create a supportive and positive environment for women um but it does require that education and, and level of understanding which yeah, really does stems from the top you know and then it's you know it comes down to the manager level because we always say people leave managers they don't leave organizations it's and because your manager your people leader has such a big impact on the way your day-to-day -day experiences in the workplace if organizations are able to support their people and their managers then we're going to have a much more positive outcome in terms of employee well-being engagement and retention so it really does stem from one the change coming down from the top but making sure that our managers are aware and educated in how best to support their people. Absolutely. And you're right, it does start at the top because, um, you know, all levels of, organ you know, people through the organisation, they always look to the top for, you know, for a wealth of information. Direction, about culture. Acting and all that kind of thing yeah. and what's acceptable and what's not. So if you actually get people at the top of the um, organisation saying, hey, this is something that's really important, you know, we want, we're really, you know, it's about the culture, it's about the diversity and inclusion here. Mm -hmm. And obviously at the end of the day, every company wants to, they might want to make a profit, right? And there's the financial elements of it as well. So if you're retaining people, be they male and female, 
in an organisation not having to, um, you know, to retrain and God forbid, you know, we've got this worker shortage that you've mentioned, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's a win-win for everyone. And I was just, um, I just went back to a, another, I, I love research, as you can tell, but um, but back in 2012, the Grattan Institute found an extra 6% of women in the workforce would up, would add up to $25 billion per year to Australian gross domestic product. So if we were retaining women and actually helping them get back into the workforce, you know, amid any sort of issues that they're having, imagine how powerful that could be also within Australia, yeah. not just Australia, but, you know, everywhere in the world. And imagine the how powerful it is to even then address that gender super gap yep. that we know exists Absolutely. Absolutely. Lisa, I'm going to leave it there because that is a really valuable point. But before we go, can you just give us um, a snippet of how do you work with organisations specifically to support their people? Sure. Well, we work with organisations through uh, one-on-one coaching, group coaching, um, workshops um, and webinars so, so we can do it online obviously so we're, we're based in Melbourne in Australia um, and um, and some audits as well you know some organizations might say I'm not really sure so we can go in and actually do an audit and you know talk one-on-one with their, with their um, employees and find out what they're thinking you know and often they'll be more often you'll find that they're more um, communicative and expressive and upfront with someone like us than they are with the employees. It's all anonymous, but it's a great way of getting an idea of if this is something that they really need to action within their workplace as well. Well, that is an amazing place to start for any organization that really wants to start looking after women through this phase. Your details are going to be below. Uh, You are one of our amazing partners within Across Menopause with Trio. So we will have lots more information on our platform for anyone going through this phase. Um, But we will put your contact details below so people can at least have a starting point with an audit and then begin to see actually how important this um, this topic is within their own organisations. Thank you so much for your time. It's been wonderful talking to you. Thank and, you, um, Rebecca. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. We'll speak soon. Thanks, Lisa. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how Trio can support your people, visit trio.com.